Good morning, I'm Michael Clement, your new host of Contact on Connect FM. Today, we're hearing from Charlie Watt, a newer school board member who represents Region A, which is the city of Dubois. In today's news, school boards across the country are getting a lot of attention. And so when we come back, we're gonna be talking to our newest school board member, Charlie Watt, to find out what's going on at the Dubois Area School District. Each day in Pennsylvania, there's at least 15,000 children taken from their homes due to abuse or neglect. Foster parents provide homes to these needy children. Lifespan Family Services trains, supports, and compensates foster parents to address this problem. Call Lifespan Family Services today at 375-1314 or drop in at the Dubois Mall or at Lane Avenue in Punxsutawney. Lifespan Family Services, helping people help children every day. 375-1314. Charlie, thank you for joining me this morning. Absolutely. This is my first show and you're the first guest, so thank you for coming on. Anytime, Michael. Charlie, you're a new board member. Tell us about what it's like to be a board member. You you won, I believe, back in November, and it's not like there's a book that they hand you to say, welcome to being a school board member, but actually they do, right? And so you've got some training and maybe you can tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. They uh, do not give you a book uh, per se. At least they have not uh, shared that with me from the uh, from the local school district. But <clears throat> fortunately, about a couple of two years ago, the legislature enacted training that's mandatory for new school board members, of which I've completed that, and um, it has really been an eye opener to the aspects of being a school board member even in a small community like we are here in Dubois. Yeah, no, it seems like uh, many would not know what truly is encompassing to be in a school board member. Can you go over some of the things that the school board mem school board handles for us? Obviously, we've got budgets. How many children go to our school district? How many schools do you oversee? Those types of things? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, amount of kids uh, in school, the student uh, population it has been declining. It has been declining for a number of years, actually, on a fairly straight line uh, down projection. But currently, right around 33, 3,400 is what you see in the Dubois School District as far as um, daily students. In the uh, local area, we have a couple of uh, different levels of school. You have your elementary schools, which include Wasson, Juniata, C.G. Johnson, Oklahoma. You have your middle school and the high school. Above and beyond that, we also participate at about a 48% level with the Jeff Tech. Right, and so there's a lot, and that, that stretches into Jefferson County as well. Um, so you're, you're tackling some of the biggest issues, and what have you found to be some of the bigger issues that you're hearing from parents about? From the parent side of things, of, of course, you're looking at what's being taught. What, what are my kids learning about? There, there is um, a, a heightened awareness right now for a number of things that we hear about on the national level. So that makes its way down into the, uh, the local boardroom as well. Uh, the parents are coming out and uh, talking about uh, their concern about how money is being spent in the ESSER, E-S-S-E-R uh, category, uh, which was a huge uh, federal influx of dollars uh, divvied up amongst these public schools. And there are parameters in which they are to be spent. And the parents are uh, taking a look at that and seeing if they're going to get the best benefit um, out of that money. Sure. And now that money, as I understand it, uh, Charlie, is federal money coming in from covid the COVID relief funds of some sort? 
It is. That's exactly where it was driven from. Uh, the initial idea, how do we get these schools back running? You know, when the, when the shutdown happened, everything came to a standstill sure. as far as day-to-day uh, schooling. So it was really based around how do we get these kids back to school? So initially, cleaning supplies, uh, PPE equipment, those types of things. And it was a huge, I mean, the list is huge um, that it can be used for. Uh, there were, have been three rounds of ESSER money allocated. Uh, so it's listed as ESSER 1, ESSER 2, and then the third one will either be called like ESSER 3 or ARP, the American Relief uh, Program, ESSER money. All total, in the Dubois Area School District, we're talking about somewhere around $13 million. $13 million in relief funds that are going to be spent. That's so right. What's our annual budget for the Dubois Area School District about? <laughs> well, I'd like to be able to tell you with accuracy what it is, but I don't uh, get to see that paperwork all the time. But I'm going to put it at right around 30 or 63 to $67 million is the annual budget wow, right now. 63 to $67 million for about 3,600 children? That's correct. That seems like an awful lot of money, and it sounds like on top of that, we're going to throw in another 13, potentially $13 million on COVID relief funds. Um, one of the things that came up through that debate was esports, and and that vote happened. It tied. Yes, that's at right. The last meeting, and but you weren't necessarily against esports. You were talking. I read a great article in the Courier Express about you had concerns about the funding of it, long term funding. Right. Uh, yeah, to be very clear, the esports program. Uh, we had a. Uh, a lady had come in from the school back in January, explained uh, kind of what they'd like to do. And, you know, there are a lot of merits to that. Uh, move along to the last month's vote when it came up. I was against it because, not because of the program, but the, the way in which this money is being uh, appropriated. I wanted to see it in the budget first. I wanted to see how it looked in the budget how this program is going to look over the next one, two, or three years, uh, as opposed to just spending money and say, hey, we'll figure it out as we go. Right. So there's going to be another vote, is my understanding. Will you Have you made up your mind as to whether or not you'll support it, or will you vote against it again? Well, I mean, you, you are correct. It is on the agenda again for this month, um, which I was a little bit surprised myself to see it come back so quickly. However, in a way, maybe I wasn't surprised. If the process is not there, the clear path on how this fits into the budget, how we're going to, from a board level, uh, make sure that this is a properly um, funded, allocated program, that's what I need to see as a board member. From the level that I sit, I want to make sure that it is available. Uh, if it's if it's a program we're going to put into place and we say, hey, this is a two or three year program. If these kids get involved with it, they can rest assured for two or three years, fully funded. We, we know where it's coming from. We know what it's going to cost. If I don't see that type of stuff, whether it's uh, this situation or any situation, my, my vote's going to be uh, a no. And it might be a soft no to begin with, but it might turn into a hard no. No, that's, that's understandable. And I think uh, you said something earlier about the heightened awareness of school boards and school board meetings, it seems like across the country at times they've gotten contentious. As a new board member, 
Are you comfortable with the meetings and the general public and how they behave at them? I, I am, you know. Uh, I, I got to say, the uh, one of the first meetings that was at, you know, there were some heightened feelings. Uh, but I will tell you, once the meeting was done, I turned around and went and talked to the people. And, and really, Michael, when you just go out, I mean, if, if you're some reasonable people, you can talk through a lot of things. Um, it seems like it's an us versus them on both sides of it. Okay. But that's not, that's not how it should be. I mean, the public school board meetings should be very open and honest and uh, effective for getting the students the best education that we can do for the money that we have. Right. And so uh, I believe, Charlie, you're a parent. You're, you're now on the school board. I'm sure you see things, maybe that even makes you see it a little differently now. What is your take on this argument between parents' rights? What, what, do they have a say in what's taught to their children? Is there an appropriate time to have sex ed into the curriculum for high schoolers or whatever grade? But where, where is that um, balance, Charlie, in your mind between I understand teachers, uh, teachers' unions, school board members, uh, people in our community who don't even have children. They all have a say in this at some level, right? Is that true? You know, I, I can express my opinion as a board member how I will view and go through these issues. And I think anybody that has a legitimate concern should be able to be heard uh, with their legitimate concern. Uh, you know, it's the Du Bois area public schools. It's not the Du Bois area parent schools. Um, so the parents absolutely have a, a, a right, and it's a great thing if they can look and see and, and bring up what's wrong. But I also represent people that don't have kids, people that had kids 30, 40, 50 years ago, people that have no ties to this community. All these people are still paying taxes in what we call a public school. And I, and I have to look at all of that and, and balance it out in my own mind. But if somebody comes, I think that they should be heard. I think that they should be responded to. If somebody comes and asks a question, there should be an answer given at some point. Now, they might not like the answer, but if it's a, an answer that goes against what they think, at least explain your answer to them. Uh, so, I, you know what, I am confident that the things that we see blowing up across the country, we can control it, we can make it, um, you know, much, we can make, we take that energy and make it uh, really work for us instead of dividing us, but we just have to work our way through it and talk and listen to each other. Right, and so to that extent, like, there are definitely some I guess they're considered controversial issues across our nation. Um, CRT, critical race theory, making its way into certain school districts. Is it in our school district today? It's not. It's not. It's not in the state of Pennsylvania. It's not allowed to be taught. And has, so it hasn't even been a debate amongst uh, school board members here. No, but but here, here's the thing, Michael. Uh, for me, and I'm talking about for me, this is, uh, I'm, listen, anything I'm saying here is not, I'm not here as a representative of the school board. 
I'm here as Charlie Watt, who happens to be a school board member, okay? Just so we're very clear about a lot of these things. But Charlie Watt, the school board member, this is how I look at it. Critical race theory. And, and as a Christian myself, I always wish that the devil was dressed up in red and had horns. Make it very obvious, very true. right? <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that, that evil was in front of you. I think what I'm looking at in things like the critical race theory and other elements is what do they really have to do to get it implemented? And I think what they really have to do on a higher level is tear down the systems as we currently know them. And once they bring those down to the ground, then they will rebuild them the way that they want it. So I think that parents, community leaders, what I'm looking for is to hear things like, oh, the person's not bad, the system is bad, okay? You know, the person who keeps getting rounded up by whatever authority, you know, they're really not bad. It's the system. It's the police. It's the whatever. When you start hearing system change, these are bells and whistles that go off in my head for are, what, are, what are we trying to tear down right now? Because once that gets torn down, once we come to a conclusion that the system is bad and we make other people think that, then what's going to be rebuilt back into there? And so those are the types of things, like with critical race theory, that I don't think they're going to sign a book over here and say it's critical race theory, you know, 101. But you got to look at, did something get tore down? And we're going to replace it with something that is not how we as a people have been taught before. No, sure, that makes sense. I know I'm hitting you with uh, just a array and variety of questions. Uh, I am going to switch gears for a second. Uh, you mentioned it, and it's a really good topic. I'd like to get your take on the school boards across Pennsylvania are taxing authorities, correct? I mean, you can raise taxes, and do you believe as a school board member that the best way to fund schools in Pennsylvania is through property tax? No, 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 property. You know what, look. The, the best way would be an income tax, okay? They got this backwards in my mind, okay? You got the city, uh, the township, they take that 1% tax, you know, your, okay, your income tax. And from that, they go out and they plow the snow in front of your house. That's kind of silly because the service that they are providing is at a property. You see, the township and stuff, they probably should be based their tax off the property tax, how much is a house worth? We put in sidewalks, we clear the snow. The school district, in my opinion, an income, the income tax is, is the better way, okay? Because now everybody's in this. We're gonna make sure that our community is the best income producing place it could be because we wanna have the best schools possible. But it's not that way. The schools, they get, uh, hey, that property's not going away. They get the money every year, okay? Uh, so I don't, that's Charlie Watt personal. I don't think property tax is the best way to, to you know, uh, fund schooling. It, it, it is a public entity. We are mandated to have schools. So the public's going to have to foot the bill somehow. Right. The bill has to be funded. It's the most important thing I think we do as a community, right, is educating all people. Charlie, I wonder if the Pennsylvania legislature, though, shouldn't take a deeper look at how they're really funding schools. And I know it's not easy. We've been doing it forever this way. Um, surely you're a property tax owner and a school board member. I doubt mm -hmm. you ever want to raise taxes on your property. So right. I find it an interesting 
concept. Yeah, it is. But, you know, I mean, I, I don't know that a person could ever truly say, I'm never going to raise taxes. Because we have, for instance, about 53% of the money that comes into the school district comes from the state of Pennsylvania. 47% is funded by property tax. The school, the, the, the state sends a big old check. We're not on the hook for it all around here, okay? And, and that proportion, 53 to 47, there's a lot more school districts that go the other way. The, the, the majority of the tax comes from property tax in their community and less from the state, okay? And so I, I think that we, you know, we, we talk about how, how, how low, how bad the poverty is around here, and we have free lunches and breakfast for all the kids because of that. As a community member, I've always thought, like, that's not necessarily a good thing to say. Right. Uh, I know I've talked to you even about bringing you on my show here. Are we saying that there is a huge problem amongst children in our school district being in poverty? We are giving, we, we are funding a program, right, for meals and right. things of those issues, which we'd all say are important, but at what level is enough of it? Or, do you, or are you comfortable with where we are? You know what, Michael, I, these are much larger questions than a school board member, right? But I think that society needs to start getting engaged. I think society needs to start saying, listen, as a resident of Dubois, this is what we aspire to be. This is how we want this community to be, okay? And But we don't know our neighbors, right? You, you go out and you say, I don't, I don't know who lives next to me. The best thing that we know, this is the truth, the best thing that we know about our neighbors is their Wi-Fi broadcast name. <laughs> Great observation. And you go outside and you see somebody and you're like, is that the pink, is that the pink, don is that the pink donkey? Now that's not pink donkey. That must be happy slapper. We don't even know who our neighbors are. But as a community, we need to come together. I don't know what's happened in the last 20, 30, 40 years, but we need to come together and we need to set the bar and we need to say, you know what? We don't want to be known as having to have free lunches and breakfast and that type of stuff. We want uh, a community. We want jobs. We want to get out and work at jobs. We want to be productive citizens. We want to stand up and say, you know what, doggone it. We're going to go out and earn our way. That's what we need from the community. And then everybody benefits, including the school district. If you have a community that is like-minded for economic prosperity, for proper good morals, they've laughed kids out of the scouts. They've laughed kids out of church. You know, you keep bringing kids back to themselves. You know, you, you isolate everybody. You know, society isolates people. Uh, we need to come together. I, I think that's an excellent point, and I think uh, I think that's. I'm not going to put words in your mouth. You can tell me why you ran for school board, but to make a difference like that for our community is extremely important. And I do think uh, our leaders need to continue to have that conversation about how to improve Dubois and Dubois area. I think uh, Charlie, you have a tough job, though. I think being on the school board is a really tough job. It is tough, and, and going back to what you say, it's not all about the leaders. I'm talking about the people, the community needs to stand up. 
that the people that live here say, you know what? We are better than this. We need to act better than this. Let's get out and make a change. You know, uh, for me, really, I mean, a lot of times uh, the school board, it was really an interest to me moreover than anything else. I, I didn't run for negative reasons. I didn't run like, hey, I got to go and, you know, make sure that this does happen or this doesn't happen. You know, it was more of a public service thing. Well, we're glad that you are serving us, Charlie. We're, and we're thankful that you were able to come in and share a few thoughts with us. All right, I'm your host, Michael Clement of Contact. Welcome back. I'm with uh, Charlie Watt, Region A School Board Member of the Dubois Area School District. Uh, Charlie, I don't think most people really know what the responsibilities and, and, and all the things that go into being a Dubois Area School Board Member entail. Can you go over some of that with us? Well, actually, uh, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we'd mentioned earlier about the new school board training. And I brought a list of the, the different training sessions that I had to attend. I did it online, which was very nice, but it's 15, 15 hours of class. Then you have to do questions. You have to pass tests. I can give you some of these. Uh, here, here are some of the, the topics. Academic testing and requirements. Special education. An overview of public school labor relations. Evaluating your superintendent. The board's role in finance and budgeting. Local taxation. Policy and administrative regulations. Transportation. Facilities planning. Introduction to governance. Legal landscape of public education. Sunshine Act executive sessions, conflict of interest, and uh, one of the most new things in public schools, uh, trauma-informed education, uh, which is a, is a new thing in the schools. So you can see from that. You know, a pretty extensive list, Charlie, of things you got to uh, be caught up on or at least get introduced to. I don't think there's any possible way of knowing everything in those areas. Right? Oh, no, no. And you have to pass the exams, okay? It has to be certified. It has wow. to be sent into Harrisburg. It's, it's an actual law right now. It came in about two years ago. I think it's great because um, I'm one of the first ones to do this at the Dubois School District, um, to my knowledge. There might have been another one or two people that did it. But this is super. So what I'm trying to say is that from the public standpoint, I want to assure you that I'm not just coming in here and it's just my opinions on things. I'm coming into this board position with some knowledge about what happens, okay, and how things how things need to work as a governing board. And the outcome that I'm hoping for is that we are really good at answering the questions, anticipating the needs, and making things happen in the future. Yeah, no, Charlie, that's an excellent great answer and a great explanation because it seems like then prior to this it was like all right charlie you're a school board member welcome and, yeah. and you didn't have this training to take a look at all these issues that you face you, you don't you're absolutely right you're, and, and i'll tell you what one of the big things right here and i know we don't have, have much time the cyber school now dubois has <clears throat> of course regular education they have their own cyber program but you'll see ads on tv for cyber school when kids go to that, the, the local district has to cut a check in the amount of the yearly educational cost for that kid as if they were in public school. They have to send that to that cyber institution, which is not affiliated with us in any way. 
So these are the types of things that we really need to look at. And as we go down the road, um, <clears throat> get our legislators involved and maybe making some changes to that so that we don't get swamped. I mean, it can be millions of dollars. Yes, and I think that's an excellent point. And I just want to thank you, Charlie, for coming on. Thank the audience out there for listening uh, to contact with me, Michael Clement, as we explored the Dubois Area School District with school board member Charlie Watt from Region A. A portion of contact was brought to us by Community County Services, family-based mental health. Hi folks, are you having problems with your child at home? Is their behavior a problem? Are you at your wit's end? If so, call us for more information. Community County Services, we provide family-based mental health. Call for information at 371-8066. We work to help you keep your family together in a healthy way. Community County Services, 371-8066.